My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 84. Hello, folks. This is Lenny Lawson, the Car Guru. I am in my studio right now. I had a customer ask me whether they're both customer and radio show listener. Couldn't convert them to podcast because they're still using a flip phone. But I showed him what he could do with a uh, smartphone. Still wasn't impressed. So, uh, you know, a lot of people just aren't early adopters of technology. I am trying my best to fall in love with EVs. I'm struggling, but I'm working at it. So I took the Mach-E home. So that is the Ford Mach-E. That was Ford's first real EV. And uh, this one is a a Mach-E GT. It's like a hot rod. I'm not going to tell you how much it costs because, well, I maybe did that a few days ago. Seventy-two grand is the MSRP. Pretty expensive. But I've been playing with it for you. I want to give you real-world experience. So what I did is I drove it home on Friday. It had about a 25% battery life left. Let's see. I'm looking at the pictures here. Yeah, 25% battery life. And so... I just thought I'd see how it charged on a regular 110 outlet. So I pulled it into my garage, had to back it back out, pull it in the other way because I was too far from the plug. So I opened up the trunk, took the bag out that has the extension cord so I could plug it in. It's got this, um, I don't know, it's like a, it's about a football sized device with a plug coming out of it, a short plug coming out of it that you plug into your wall outlet. And then a long cord that plugs into the electrical or the connection, the plug-in connection on the left front fender of the Mach-E. So I did that, and voila, it says it's charging. Well, how long did it take to charge on a 110 outlet? Well, here's the answer. I plugged it in for 22 hours and gained 24% battery charge and 65 miles, or... 2.95 miles per charging hour. That's not very fast. You wouldn't want to use a 110 plug if you were traveling and and needed to stop. You're not going to go very far, maybe an extra three miles. Might get you to the next exit. So that's not very impressive. A full charge would give me about 320 miles of driving range. So it's really not practical to even think about buying one of these things and plugging it into a 110. If you need a 220, you know, something like the uh, 220 plug, what would that, like an oven or a, uh, I don't know, your dryer, I think they use 220. So that's going to give you, you know, 30 amps, basically, and it'll charge your electric vehicle in about eight hours. That's better than 3.95 days, don't you think? So I posted some of this information on my Facebook page and on uh, my Car Guru Facebook page, which you can go to if you're on Facebook, and on Gateway Ford and Gateway Nissan's page. Got some interesting feedback. You know, it's just a shame that electric vehicles have become a political football. Would you agree with that? I'm not buying one of those things. That's what Biden wants me to buy. Well... He probably does. That's what they're pushing. But, you know, I look at this as just an alternative form of propulsion. That's I, I'm just going to not think about, oh, all the global warming stuff and all that. I'm just not going to get political about this. I mean, my main concern 
is what does it cost to buy it? Uh, what does it cost to charge it? And what does it cost to maintain it? And how does that compare to buying a vehicle with an internal combustion engine? That's kind of a scientific way to look at it, isn't it? An objective way to look at it? I think so. And you know, what I get from a lot of people when I talk about that, and I'd say that a good 80% of the people, if I say, would you ever buy an electric car? Heck no! And it's, I think a lot of that, probably half of those, is because of political reasons that have nothing to do with whether it's a viable alternative or not. But the rest of the pushback that I get most of the time is uh, the charging infrastructure isn't out there, which does that matter if you're not going to travel in the vehicle? I mean, I would never, in the current market, I would never buy an electric vehicle if it was my only vehicle to drive. Not me because I travel too much. I like the the plethora of gas stations that are out there. If I'm out driving, I don't worry about it. I know if I get a quarter of a tank, I can find a gas station. I don't know if I get down to a quarter of battery life left, if I'm going to find a place to charge. I'll tell you about some apps that you can download, too. It's kind of interesting to see it, even if you don't have an electric vehicle. You need to check out these apps that you can get on your iPhone or Android device, and uh, you can actually see where the chargers are. There aren't a bunch of them, especially in rural areas. You go to the big city, you'll see a bunch of them, but half of those don't work. So let's think about some of the other questions I get. I get, well, you know, it costs $18,000, $20,000 to replace a battery. Well, that's true, but you won't have to replace it. You'll trade it first. You know, these batteries are going to be pretty reliable. I mean, they're looking at 200,000 miles, maybe 250,000. If you had to replace a motor, just a double overhead cam, fuel-injected engine in the, the typical um, modern crossover or SUV today. It's going to cost anywhere from twelve to fifteen thousand um, dollars. If you have to replace a battery, it's going to cost about eighteen to twenty thousand dollars. So it's comparable, right? And the electric motor, I don't know that it will ever wear out. It might, but I doubt it. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm pushing EVs because I'm not. I'm just trying to be objective about this. Now the bottom line, it's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars less to own and operate an EV. Not hundreds, thousands. Electricity costs a whole lot less than gasoline. And the fact that there's really no maintenance, I mean, you're going to have to replace tires like you would on a regular car, brake pads. Uh, you know, you might lose your refrigerant. You might have an air conditioning leak. There's no radiator. There's no cooling system. There's no, you know, hundreds of moving parts in an engine. There's no transmission. That's a lot of stuff that, that tends to go wrong on cars. It's just you don't find them on electric vehicles. They're not there. The The issue is the range and the availability of charging. Agree or disagree? I'm sure most of you probably agree. Uh, would I buy one as a second vehicle? Yeah, I would. I mean, I love the way they drive. I love the silent operation. That's a change. It's kind of a shock. I love the brutal acceleration. It's fun when you just want to show people what it will do. If you're trying to merge in traffic, you aren't going to have a problem merging in traffic with an electric vehicle. The torque is unbelievable on those things. Uh, you know, I like tech by nature. I am an early adopter somewhat. You just ask my daughters. I like technology, and I like to 
be one of the first ones just because it's interesting to me. I can't help myself. True confessions here. Okay, I'm going to take my first break, and I'll be back here in just a minute. Okay, I am back. You know, when I decided to be an EV dealer, I decided to go the lightweight route. So Ford gave us two, or basically three choices. They said, if you want to uh, be an EV dealer, you can either be certified, or you can be certified elite, or you can be nothing. You can just be an internal combustion engine dealer. And of course, all the dealers said, well, what happens to the EV, all the EV equipment that we purchased to be able to service these things, you know, for the last four or five years? And, um, you know, to the current inventory that we have, well, we'll give you a year to get rid of that. And we'll consider buying back your equipment that you bought. So they did agree to buy the equipment back. So anyway, I'm looking at this whole scenario and I'm seeing what Tesla has been able to do. And I'm also going to these big meetings in Las Vegas and different places, hearing the Ford executives uh, tell us how many vehicles we're going to be selling in the future and all these, these EVs that they're coming out with. And I almost feel like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to be left out in the cold. And so I agreed to do it. So this or yesterday morning, I had a meeting with, a, uh, with our builder. Basically, they're the... the company that built this building and uh, their general contractors and also the engineer who has designed everything that Ford is requiring me to do. I have to install a level three charger outside that is accessible to the public. That will be, you know, something they have to pay for. It's like pulling up to a gas pump and you'll have, it'll have a credit card reader. You'll also be able to activate it through your smartphone and you'll be able to plug in and get a fast charge. A level three charger will charge just about any electric vehicle in 40 minutes to an hour. I think it takes a little bit longer for the uh, F-150 Lightning because it's just a bigger battery. So that's going to be installed outside, and it's going to be pretty expensive. Just the charger stand itself, That's the looks like a gas pump except not as wide. It stands about five feet tall, and it has two big, thick cables that come out on either side, so you can charge two cars at the same time. Um, I had to buy that. Now, that doesn't include this doesn't include any installation, anything as far as hooking up with the power authority and so forth. Just that stand with two cords coming out of it. I know it's probably complicated technology. Cost eighty four thousand dollars, so I have to put I have to install that. In addition, I have to install 10 new charging stations inside the dealership to be able to charge cars that we're, while we're working on cars. You know how often I work on an electric vehicle? Well, how often I've worked on, like, for example, the Mach-E since it's been out about, that's going on, I guess, 18 months. Never. I've never worked on one. But we have to put all of these electrical hookups. They're called level two chargers, which will charge an electric vehicle in about eight hours. But when you bring your electrical vehicle into the dealership for us to work on, we're supposed to plug it in while we're working on it. So we give you a little extra juice and uh, we'll do our thing. Maybe we put brakes on it, whatever. 
you know, all the different, there aren't that many things we can do, maybe a new set of tires. But while it's sitting there, they want us to be able to charge it for you. And then we return it back to you with more charge than it had when, when you dropped it off. Isn't that nice? Um, those things cost $3,400 a piece that I have to install. Again, that's just the, the plug and the little thing that looks like a football that you hang on the wall. That doesn't count running all the wiring that we have to do. Thank goodness when we built this building in 2007, we had plenty of room in the electrical system for growth. So we have no shortage of electrons flowing into this building that we can use. It's just all the wiring and stuff that we have to do. Originally, Ford's estimate on what it would cost to be a certified dealer was somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million dollars. If you were going to be, be certified elite, it was going to cost a million. That was their estimate. I mean, we're sitting there in Las Vegas at the, I think we're at the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, and we're all in shock. I mean, all these Ford dealers look, are they kidding? What? This will never work. And then, you know, they started saying, well, it probably won't cost you that much, but we needed to give you the high-end estimate. Check with your own general contractor and so forth, which I did. I didn't go into a total panic state. But I have got, let's see, we haven't even broken ground yet, and I have got until January 1 to have this thing completely installed and complete. Do you know how many chargers, level 3 chargers, there are in the second largest county in the state of Tennessee, which is Greene County where I live? Do you know how many uh, level 3 chargers there are? Currently, there's one. And that's on Interstate 81 at a truck stop. There are none others. No others. Period. When I install mine, there will be two. Well, mine will actually count as two in itself because it has two different plugs. So there will be three. So if somebody is passing through Greene County and they're you know here in Greenville to see their family and they want a quick charge, then they only, there's only one place they can go. Now, the Chevrolet dealer up the road... Uh, that he has Chevrolet and Cadillac, I believe, and GMC. And they required them to put a level three charger in the building. Now, how does that make sense? I guess so they could just do a rapid charge on a customer's vehicle, whatever. They're not going to have any rapid chargers or level three chargers outside. They're going to have level two chargers. But a level two charger will only give you about Oh, 15 to 20 miles of charge in an hour? Well, who wants to do that? So I think our approach, Ford's approach is going to be okay. It's expensive. It's not going to cost even, I'm estimating maybe 150000 for me to be, maybe a little bit more than that to get all set up. It's a lot of money, but it'll be like a gas pump out there, you know, and I can make a profit on, you know, I can have a little bit of margin and hopefully, over who knows how many years, it'll pay for itself. Now, don't get mad at me for that. I normally don't invest $150,000 um, without expecting some kind of return on it. So, you know, how we're going to be able to mark up the the uh, the electrical charge, I have no idea. You know, gas stations, they do the same thing. They don't sell you the gas for what they paid for it. They actually mark it up, so don't get mad at me for marking up electrons. Um, we've got to pay for it some way. Everybody's going to do that. You know, when you go to any type of 
of uh, charging station and you put in your credit card, they're making a profit on the electricity. The question is, is uh, you know, how much is it going to cost to fill up your tank? Because if it doesn't cost a whole lot less, other than the, the pollution and all that stuff that, that gas engines do, what's the point? You know, okay, I, I get that, that cars pollute. I understand that. Now, we've gotten a whole lot better over the years, and cars don't pollute anything like they used to. But they still, you know, spew stuff into the atmosphere that's not good. But really, the only justification for the average consumer, they, they don't worry about the, the environment and all that stuff. I mean, they don't even watch the evening news. You know, a lot of them don't. They don't know. They, they don't even think about that. What concerns them is how does it hit their pocketbook, right? I mean, how much money is this electric vehicle going to save me or cost me? They may really like the way it drives and the acceleration and the silence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that might trip somebody's trigger, but most people are going to buy it because of how much money it's going to save them on gas. And, you know, you'll buy, you won't buy any gas. Uh, the, the power companies are going to have to burn gas, you know, probably natural gas and coal to be able to power your electric vehicle. But that's another subject. I'll be back in just one minute. Okay, I am back. Well, if I'm going to charge an electric vehicle at home, which I'm sure I will, uh, if I live long enough, I'm going to have to install a level two charger, which I'm going to. It's going to cost about $1,500. It has, um, I think, 80 amps. It's a 240 volt, so it'll charge it overnight. And my wife said she'd drive one. I mean, she I let her drive the Mach-E. Well, I didn't let her. She said, I'm driving the Mach-E. Uh, we went to Lowe's in the Mach-E. Got all kinds of interesting looks. This one is a grabber blue. It's beautiful. It's, I mean, I love the color. Some people may not like the design of the car. I do. I think it's a pretty vehicle. And she drove it. She said, I like this. I said, honey, I, I, I'm glad you like it. Normally when she says, oh, I like this, this means she wants to drive one, you know, like permanently. And I said, honey, the, the Pathfinder, the, the new Nissan Pathfinder we have works better for us. Well, you're right. I really like the Nissan Pathfinder. But she really did like the way it drove. This thing is smooth, she says. So that's why I encourage people that are even remotely interested in an electric vehicle or even not remotely interested, just go to a dealership and test drive one. It's fun. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll learn something about it. But before you buy one, make sure you understand, uh, really come to grips with what your life situation is. How does your car life work now? I mean, do you want to be able to drive to Florida in this thing, you know, on vacation? Do you travel a lot? Don't buy an electric vehicle if you do. Until, until well, 2024, when Tesla opens up the charging network to Ford or GM, or, or, you know, there's several companies that they're going to open it up to. But just keep in mind now, when they open that up, when you pull up, there might be 15 cars waiting to charge. So, you know, they've got to get beyond that. But if you just use your vehicle around town and you never travel in it, but you do a lot of miles around town, I mean, you can do, you can charge it every night. You can go 300 miles on a charge. That's a lot of driving. Let's say you go to Knoxville and back or, you know, um, you go up to Roanoke and back 
or over to Asheville and back. If you do that kind of traveling, electric vehicles, fine. Perfect. You do a lot of running around town. Maybe you drive 500 miles a week running errands. Electric vehicles, fine. As long as you don't get out there on the road. As long as you can get home and charge it, you'll be fine. Plus, when you charge at home, you're not paying any markup. That will be a great thing. You just have to find out when the peak charging periods or the peak expense periods are for charging. Like if you try to charge during the day, it might be more expensive than if you charge overnight or vice versa. You just have to call your power company and ask them, when's the best time to charge my electric vehicle? They'll tell you. They're honest folk. They'll be willing to help you out. You know why? They really want you to buy an electric vehicle because it means that you'll be buying less gas and more electricity. And that trade-off, I'm not smart enough to figure out the trade-off yet. I want to be. That's why I'm studying this so hard. And and as soon as I learn this stuff, I'll pass it on to you, just like I am right now. I think uh, this show is in your best interest 99.97% of the time. I do run commercials, so that kind of skews it a little bit. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru. If you have any questions, call me, 423-552-2020. We'll see you next time.